So what is your favorite song? Why? Did it make you smile? Maybe cry? Dance? Laugh? Relax? We've all got reasons why we like a certain song. Music does amazing things. My buddy Josh and I were talking about this uh, idea last summer on a camping trip. Why do we like certain songs? Well, here's our chance to talk to the songwriter, or in many cases, the artist songwriter. What was the real backstory behind a certain song? Was it just an idea in a hook book or a voice memo on their phone? And what were they talking about in the writing session that day? What was the vibe like? I'm Garrett, and this is As It Was Written, the story behind the song. And my guest today is Ernest. And it's no secret, I've said it many times on the air and on socials, that uh, my current favorite song is Flower Shops by Ernest and Morgan Wallen. Now, Ernest has got a, quite a few current and active songs that uh, he's had a hand in writing. Broadway Girls from Lil Durk and Morgan Wallen. One Mississippi from Kane Brown. A bunch of uh, Morgan's cuts on the album Dangerous, the double album. He's also got uh, number one songs from Sam Hunt. Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s. I Love My Country by FGL. More Than My Hometown from Morgan Wallen. And he's got his own podcast and he has got some really amazing guests. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Ernest. You are such a great artist for this. It, I guess for me... Before I, I know we're going to talk about uh, flower shops, we're going to talk about other cuts you've done, specifically flower shops. But I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, we wanted this podcast to kind of get to know you a little bit as a new artist. People are going to start hearing you on the radio all the time. They just started. I know you had a big ad week this uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, what? By the way, what do people like to, what, what do your friends call you? Well, that's a loaded question. I'm a man of many names. <laughs> uh, Ern, Ernie, Big Ern. Yeah, Ern. My dad's an Ernie, so people usually just call me Ern for short. But uh, I've had the nickname Snow since high school, just S-N-O. So I, got, I can kind of section off. My name's Ernest Keith Smith. So, like, my family has called me Keith always, and, like, close friends through high school. And then people start calling me Snow. And then... I decided to start going by Ernest, like right out, right out of high school, and uh, so I can kind of section off people in my life based off of what, what? they call me when they see me. <laughs> Where in the heck did snow come from? Oh man, I was freestyle rapping uh, in a car when I was probably like a junior in high school, and I said, uh, I think I said, it was like, is that snow fellow here to tell the world hello?" <laughs> and they're like, "Just call yourself Snowflow," and I was like, "Yeah." And so it was snow flow, and then we dropped the flow, and it was just snow. And that was, I mean, I introduced myself as snow to my college professors. <laughs> That's classic. Oh, man. Yeah. So getting to know you a little bit. You're Nashville native, right? Right. Yeah, born, born and raised. And family, brothers, sisters? Yep, mom and dad. And I got a brother. We're both adopted from different families. I was adopted when I was three weeks old. Same story for him. But still born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. And, um, yeah, my parents are not musically inclined. Um, I had a couple cousins that were, that I was always interested in. They'd let me bang around on their guitar or whatnot, but I'd, I'd always sought music out from a 
very young age, uh, I just was drawn to it. What uh, What was your first instrument? Was it guitar, piano? My first instrument was probably drums. Like I was, I was always beating pots and pans when I was a toddler in the kitchen, and then at my grandmother's house, I'd say piano was actually probably the first instrument I picked up because. I would always just go and try to replay the melodies I heard at church on the piano. As a dear fans for just one note at a time. <laughs> right. I didn't know how to play chords or anything, but I could hear the melody. And um, I was probably five. And so then I got piano lessons. My mom said, oh, we'll, we'll fuel the fire or whatever. And my piano teacher quit on me because I wasn't reading the music. I was just listening to what she was playing, doing it. So... I probably only took five lessons in my life of piano. Um, and then fast forward third grade, I, I was like way into bluegrass and Ricky Skaggs, Bill Scruggs, uh, uh, Ricky Skaggs, uh, Flatt and Scruggs, mm-hmm. as well as Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs. And so I got a banjo for Christmas in the third grade. Took banjo lessons. Wow. Banjo teacher quit on me. <laughs> I, oh, wasn't man. Reading, I wasn't reading. I was just trying to figure out how to play. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I've always just picked up instruments, try to figure it out. I've not. I'm a master of none when it comes to instruments, so I can fiddle around on them. I hear that. I uh, I played trombone throughout high school, so I wasn't very musically inclined. But for some reason, the trombone just you know I ended up doing marching band and all that crap and. Uh, and I got out of music and I figured I have a better ear for listening to music than I do for playing it. So that's yeah. kind of, you know, what led me to being in radio and I've been doing it my entire adult life. So, um, you know, when it comes that's to, awesome. when it comes to doing what, what you do, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a challenge. You've written all sorts of songs. I mean, you write with, Morgan, of course, your buddy there, who's on who's on Flower Shops, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, I mean, you've also written for Kane Brown. Who else? Chris Lane. Chris Lane, yeah. Uh, Florida Georgia Line, uh, Sam Hunt, and like a couple of cooler cuts outside of country. I thought uh, Zane. I had a cut with Zane that I thought was cool. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. I'm look. I love getting to write songs. Uh, for a living because it's not just not just one genre that I was influenced by growing up uh, and it, and I would hate to have to just to have all this in me and just have to write one genre so I've been really lucky to be able to meet the right people to still be able to get that out when it comes to writing. What when did you realize uh, that you're like I have the talent for this this is what I'm gonna do? Um, I don't know I mean I've kind of just like I've said I think I might have just been delusional and thinking <laughs> I could, hey, I can do this, you know. I, I don't know if I've ever pictured myself doing anything other than entertainment. I didn't know what to call it or what it would look like when I was in middle school and high school. I just knew I was the classic kid in class, just being like, "Well, I'm not going to need to know any of this," when right. I, <laughs> you know. Right. And teachers being like, "Yeah, well, you need to get an education because that's how you're going to get a job." And I just remember. I didn't know my schedule would be showing up and writing songs every day and going on. Like, I didn't know what this life looked like, but I just knew it wasn't going to be a normal life. 
I appreciate you taking the time today because I know um, I heard from, you know, earlier that you you should be in a right right now, but you're talking to me. So I feel good oh, about man, it. It's all good. I thank you for that because, I mean, your next number one song could be in the next room in the next hour, you know, so – um, so, thank you for doing that. It'll be, it'll be there. It'll, it'll be there. I'll get to it. <laughs> what, uh, who's your favorite artist? Who, who's your favorite, uh, writer to write with your co-writer? I would say maybe Rodney Clawson. I mean, and that, I know that's a bold answer and a quick answer, but I think not only do I maybe have the most cuts with him, like I haven't written with him the longest. We've just had such a good chemistry the last couple of years getting to write with each other a lot. Um, I always looked up to Rodney. I went to school with uh, both of his kids and they were a little bit older than, than me, but they were friends with Mitchell Tenpenny and I was friends with Mitchell growing up. So we would do like Christmas Eve parties at the Clausens, but Rodney wasn't there. It was after a split. Rodney was living in Texas and he was just bragging. Sydney's dad, who was a songwriter, had all these hits and like, you know, we'd get to, we'd be hearing his tape cassette demos. Uh, like when we were in high school and middle school, Mitchell would be going through them with Brad and fine. And I think they found the lost in this moment demo <laughs> back, like by going through Rodney's stuff. So it's, it's crazy now that like he's, Rodney's one of my good friends. We write all the time. And it was like, Oh, it's Rodney Clawson for so right. long. And it was, you know, yeah. It's awesome. If you were to, cause I've gone, I mean, I just what I've heard on, digital you know out in the metaverse whatever um all the stuff that i can find on you that i can hear how do you describe your style because to me as i listen to everything i've heard you have just this badass vibe that's how i I mean i feel like i could listen to you you know just cruising in the car sitting here at the house having a bourbon you know whatever it's just a vibe and i really dig that thanks yeah, you know what? I don't know if I'd ever thought of just describing it like that, but that might be my favorite description of, <laughs> of what my sound is because, because um, yeah, I would like for it to just be a vibe because I don't want it to be according to one sound. I'm definitely not bro country or, or redneck, you know, like I, I, I'm the least redneck of my redneck friends. <laughs> and, but, but I grew up in Nashville. I grew up songwriting, storytelling, um, and feel good music. I mean, John Mayer was a huge influence on me. Okay. And the way he wraps up a story and thinks about melody, um, that DNA is in there for me for sure. Like George Strait, George Jones, Alan Jackson, and then Keith Urban heavily influenced me too. Like my, when I say I'm going to do a tempo song, it's more likely going to be like a Keith Urban type tempo song more right. so than like big aggressive party tempo song. Um, yeah, it's a, a vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's vibe. that's the way I took it. As I listened to everything I could, I'm like, I just, this makes me feel good. It makes me feel relaxed. I'm Thank chill. You. It's just, it's great. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, cool now, word. really, the basis of the podcast, as it was written, the story behind the song, I want to, I mean, Flower Shops, the first time I heard it, there are certain songs that, seriously, dude, that, Ike is a, is a program director in radio. You get sent, you listen to, and you're like, not, not feeling it. You know, you go back and listen a day later, not, not feeling it. You go back a day later, listen a third time. And then finally it starts to hit you. This was one of those flower shops is one of those songs that you're less than a minute in. And you're like, 
that's a, that's a freaking no brainer. Um, I mean that it's just that good of a song. Um, Man, thank you. I want to talk about how that kind of came together, who you wrote with, what you guys were doing that day. Uh, were you headed to a right? How did you come up with it? Yeah. Um, probably a more unorthodox writing day. Uh, I was just picking up Ben Burgess. I'd, I just lifted my truck really. I'd, and, and so I wanted to go cruise. So I picked up Ben. I was like, yo, I'll scoop you on the way to the right. We're going to Mark Holman. I pull up in his yard in front of his door and pick up in the edge pull in the driveway. I like parked in Ben's <laughs> yard. Yeah, he, he comes out. Um, I might have had something rolled. I hear and, you. and we, and we had, uh, we had, it's like a, probably a 30 minute drive to Holman's house. So I've been on a sad song kick. Um, all because of John Daly, ironically enough, showed me a song that he had done that Willie Nelson had hopped on the second verse, just a demo. And it's just this sad song. This is probably two months before we wrote Flower Shop, and it sent me down a rabbit hole. And I was like, damn, I need to go back and just start listening to all that. And I was on a George Jones Essential playlist when I picked Ben up. We're cruising, and Good Year for the Roses came on. And I love he knew that the song. song. I love that song too, and my, it was one of my grandmother's favorites. Was the one with him and Alan Jackson yeah. doing it. Um, but we're just like, "Dadgum, what a title!" And Ben was like, "Well, we should write, we should write something like Good Day for Flower Shops." And I was like, "Yeah, we should. Yeah, we absolutely should." <laughs> and we didn't didn't really know didn't know what it was yet. We just started going into the, the character. And then neither of us had to dig too deep to find that guy because we we're both guys who have run out of apologies, screwed of up a good thing, you know, right. um, at the hands of Jack Daniels. And so we kind of just talked out the song and had kind of the concept ready. By the time we pulled into Holman's house, picked up a guitar, and Mark's awesome because he's so good. Like guys like me and Ben need a guy to just capture the thing and keep the vibe up and keep going and he did just that and got it going quick and the song was just poured out melody in like 40 minutes probably and we were just pumped because we were writing it we were like fans of the song before it was done right like as fans of country music we were like oh this is awesome let's finish we got it. we know we knew everything it needed because it's so like you've heard the song before yeah with before you haven't but you have and it's like just make that that. And then when we took it into record with Joey, Joey knew exactly. I was like, dude, it's the Opry band. We need all the steel. Just make it exactly. Take your hat off and right. do that. And and it turned out perfect. It's one of my favorites. I, I love listening to it too. I get tired of some songs we write because we hear it all the time. Of course. You live with the song for so long before it comes out, you know. Um, but Flower Shop, I can truly list like, listen as a fan of music and separate myself from the guy singing it like damn that was one of those things that didn't necessarily come it came from a energy thing that we brought that day but it's not of man when you write songs that feel like that i feel like i was gonna say it seems like you know some of the the best songs ever come with I mean, they're written in 45 minutes or 30 minutes, you know? I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's like from up here, some weird place that all of a sudden that song 
drop down from and you're like, holy crap. I mean, it's, it, you know, there are certain records that artists, it takes years to have, I mean, they can have number ones, but they're not a career record. And a lot of like in, you know, program directors say, oh, that's a career record. Or, you know, you'll hear that term. But out of the gate to have what per, I would think would be a career record, not only as an introduction to you, but I mean, that kind of tells us out of the gate who you are is just absolutely, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. And congratulations to you. I can't wait to see this thing go number one. Well, thank you. No, and no, it doesn't. And I'm, I'm super thankful uh, to a, my fans who like kind of took this thing around with it long before it was out on social media and fanning the flame and doing whatever, doing whatever they do to make, make it a cool song before it was out. And then to radio for hopping on so early, like uh, just such a blessing. Thank you guys for spending it. Oh, of course. So it's so cool. So, so glad we, you know, we write so many songs and for years we write so many songs and right. it's not, it's, it's cool to, it's, like it's still cool to get a cut you got it so many people aren't getting cut and then to have a song kind of get this reaction is i'm super grateful now since you've written with uh morgan too and then he gets you know a cut like uh heartless or whatever and you're like man i really wanted that one or do you guys like go back and forth or like i want this one or how you know do you guys go back and forth on that no it's kind of been it's actually been pretty easy when whenever there's a song that we've been writing or like heartless we knew before we were done writing the song i was like oh this is gonna be awesome for morgan it should be a morgan diplo thing right and saying the demo sent it straight to morgan and seth and we kind of like it was kind of a and r as we were writing it but like <laughs> which isn't every day but you could just kind of see where it was going um <clears throat> the only song i, I ever kind of tugged with but i've I didn't even tug. It was like, damn, I wish I was singing. It was somebody's problem. Because I think the, the the demo is I'm singing the first verse and Morgan on the second verse. And we and we talked about maybe, like, that day, it was like, maybe we should do this together. But by the next day, it was like, no, I'm singing. Morgan was uh, that is such a great song, too. And, I mean, albums, you know, I mean, Morgan's whole album is just amazing. But, you know, when you hear that song, I hear so many people saying, that should be the next single. Or, you know, I mean, there's other cuts that should be. But I love that song as well. That's such a great song. Thank you. Yeah, but in general, I, and especially now, I kind of got a pretty good idea of when we're writing, if it's going to be for me or if it's like or catch and release. Right. <laughs> I get it. You got a, you got a little boy, don't you? I do. I have a, he's nine months old tomorrow. Wow. How is uh Were you scared to be a dad? Not really. Uh, no, I was busy. Me and Delaney both pretty much worked all the way up till having the baby and like getting everything ready. So there wasn't a lot of sitting around being scared to be a dad. It was just like, well, time to be, time to buckle up and do it. Right. And, uh, I'm learning all the time. Yeah. There's like, no, you just got to get dive in. I, uh, I've got three girls. And so, um, I remember when one of them was a little girl, it was, she was, you know, she was probably three years old. I would go tuck her in at bed at night. And, um, whenever I would tuck her in and she, I'd give her a kiss, you know, on the cheek or whatever. She goes, daddy, talk to my heart. 
And so I would have to sit there and we would have this conversation about all the good things in the world before bed. It was almost like a prayer, but it wasn't a prayer. You know, it was just, let's, let's say great things about people, you know, and what we, what we're looking forward to tomorrow and things like that. So, you know, when, when he starts talking, I mean, it's just some of the, so cool. Some of the things that that come out of their mouth that you're like, huh? I mean, oh my God, that's amazing. So I I can't wait. That's super sweet though. That's like a, more people should do that every night before they go to sleep. It's uh, you know, I mean, now they're way older, but uh, now they're like, dad, get out of my damn room. Um, yeah, of course. But, of course. Can yeah. we please say one thing nice before yes, we start? The day? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, look, I don't want to keep you. I know you got to get to uh, a right, Ernest. I Ernie, Big Ern. I appreciate <laughs> snow. I appreciate yeah. the. Uh, I appreciate the time. And when uh, you, I think Morgan's coming through Virginia twice this summer, and hopefully you'll be out with him. I hope so, too. I hope to see you. That'll be awesome. Look, thanks for the time, and uh, congratulations on the single, and we can't wait to spin the hell out of it. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Take it easy. And there you go, my conversation with Ernest. So much fun. I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, We'll find out who we have coming up next. Could it be Lee Bryce? Maybe. There you go. As it was written, the story behind the song.